Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. Counter-rotation was all the rage a few years back, but we hear less about it these days. Listen as the boys describe it and how to incorporate it into your ski. All of a sudden, it's like, well, it's not really a thing. Well, you know, and, and, and you know, and someone just, someone, had, you know, we sort of had that conversation. You know, well, is counter-rotation still the thing that's that's happening? And it's like, you know, and then like, again, how this, this is always the answer when it comes to slalom theory and, and, and execution is, well, it is and it isn't, right? So why don't we just, just start with like the basics. So when someone talks about counter-rotating a turn, what, what, is, what does that mean to you or what should it mean to them? You know, the def- I mean, my definition of counter-rotation is what you're doing with the hand that you let go of the handle with in a turn. So if you're going in for, for core skiers, when you come into buoy one, it's the right hand being let go. If you're on the driver's side of the boat, then that's that right hand side. The, the right hand is coming off. The outside hand is coming off what you actually do with that that hand and and then it's probably not exactly what's done with the hand but what's done with the body as a result of that Mm -hmm. and so counter rotating would be rotating your body away from the boat or out towards the shore like on the right hand side of the boat on the driver's side of the boat opening up to that that shoreline you know that that counter rotation rotating away from your direction of travel, maybe. I mean, I, literally, I've yeah, never or, actually or, or, thought about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's rotating. It's rotating your body the opposite way that you intend to turn, right? And 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 it was funny though because I know when this was first taught to me, it had nothing to do with anything other than taking your outside hand back. And and that's the way a lot of like a lot of slalom. Well, not slalom. That's the way a lot of theory develops, right? It's kind of noticing your surroundings or noticing, you know, what you're seeing and then, then trying to figure out why it's happening, you know? And, 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 and that's, what's kind of the funny part about this is, is, um, I think it's become, I think it's becoming better understood and that's why classic counter rotation is becoming less, less taught. Like, so think of it like this, like it, it and here's why I don't get too deep into it. Be, you know, I don't make it a cornerstone of, of my technique or of my coaching is because it is, it is the basic fundamentals of movement, right? Like if you're, if you're walking, just like you're just, just strolling and you want to, you want to make a lateral cut or a lateral change in motion to the right, you're going to plant off your left foot, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, so it's the exact same thing. You're going to, you're going to move out to move in. It's, it, it's the same thing. It's, 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 it's just the principles of movement. I mean, it's the principles of motion. It's, it's, it's like, it's the, it's the stuff you're, or my five month old is figuring out right now. You know what I mean? For you to be able to, for you to be able to move left, you're going to have to first move right plant, let your weight shift to the inside. So, I mean, that's, that's basic counter rotation, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that, I think <clears throat> when it was originally being taught, you were you were kind of missing missing the the point of it. So you you ended up with people just with a whole bunch of extraneous upper body movements with very little, you know, too often having very little effect on their center of mass on their hips or on their you know on their on their body itself. Mm-hmm. Um, what what um, I mean, what, what's your what's your view on it? Like I mean, how? Like, I mean, it, 
I mean, you have a very still upper body, but you have you had talked at one point about about the line of the rope sort of intersecting, you know, this this T of your of your body. So even that in itself is is a is is counter rotation to some extent, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, yes, I think you know, listening to the way you just the way you just kind of described it helped me to to understand that I think I think most people's perception of counter rotation is how I started my definition, which is what they're doing with their outside hand, what they're doing with their free hand. And I think that right there is what is, has died out. Yeah. And I'll get, I'll get to what I, what I, what I want to be ideally doing with my outside hand. But I think that, you know, I grew I grew up with like my 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 uncle, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He uh, he always used to like to say, put your hand on your hip, you know, and get that hand on your <laughs> yeah. hip. You know, put so, your hand in, yeah, put your hand, put in, your hand in your pocket. pocket. I hear that one yeah, put your hand in the pocket, you know, like so. I mean, literally, and you'd see Uncle Alan out there and he was, you know, national ranked skier and, and, and just an awesome, awesome uh, ambassador for our sport. But, you know, he'd be out there and that that hand had like a it had like a, a hook on his hip, you know, like he would just hook to right there. And and that was his deal. And then and then actually, if you if you really look at the mechanics, that's not a bad place to have it. Uh, Chris um, Parrish. Right. Exactly. But then, like you said, somewhere in the 90s, early 2000s, man, that's all a blur for me. I was totally living in the moment at that time. So I don't, I don't know what, what year is what. I love that. But, but, um, but uh, yes, counter rotation started to become a thing with that outside hand and actually, you know, people started throwing it behind them. And so, you know, your arm is not light. I mean, if we were to chop your arm off at the shoulder and you were to pick it up, I think you'd be surprised with, you know, the, the weight at which you're carrying right there. So yeah. if you just imagine that we're going, you know, at the apex, you're going the speed of the boat coming into that zone. You're going faster than that. So can you imagine mm-hmm. throwing a 15 pound weight behind you that's attached to yeah. you and then expecting yeah. it to then swing back around? And so that's the reason why you're starting not to hear about arm counter rotation is that by winging your hand out and back or up and back or any which way that you fly that thing, it has to then return at a similar rate coming back in. And, and the return is what we're really concerned about because that's going to affect how our ski finishes. So if we have a really fast returning arm to the handle, that's going to look a lot like closing your shoulders off and um, going, let's say, more old school with our turn where we're doing a power skid turn. So by throwing your mm-hmm. arm back, you're going you're gonna to really expose that hip to be super open uh, for a split second. You can't stay there because you've set this arm in motion. So now that arm is going to want to snap back and snap through. So you end up, in my opinion, by having an erratic outside arm motion, you're always going to have an erratic turn motion. And I think that that's a really, really hard style to, to base around and to base your consistency to consistently run buoys with. What do you think about that? Yep. Or, you know, yeah, no, and you're exactly right too. 
no, I, I that that you know, and I even like one step further on that, like, you know, because I'll see it all the time where people like, you know, I just want to be kind of rotating the turn, and then you, you'll watch them and they'll they'll stand up a little bit, you know, and they'll take that outside shoulder back and drop that hand, but but they haven't they haven't affected any change in in, in as it relates to weight distribution, you know, um, the whole idea and and you know and as it kind of evolved into, you know, um, well, I mean, it was all you guys uh, in that sort of mid early 2000s, you know, really started understanding how, how, you know, how changing weight distribution or, or, or momentum center mass, like how, how moving the bulk of your body is, is, is what really affected, you know, the turn radius and, 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 and acceleration rate and, and all that, you know, so it's, while it's obviously not wrong, it, it, it's, it's about how are you going to best affect change through weight distribution right so again throwing i've seen it you know throwing that arm back and, and i just see people their weight shifts back and it's like okay so now you've got a nice picture you know but but your weight isn't moving forward so i mean the you know your turn is is, is going to stall out and it's going to be more of a more of a you know a, a tail pushing turn instead of accelerating like an accelerating car mm-hmm. so i i think <clears throat> understanding um what it is like what what is it that like why was that effective why or why can you look at why can you look at like most of the great skiers in the world and and you're going to see some some degree of 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 upper body counter rotation but then again it's always like kind of you know what's the tie that binds in it and it's that it's that their hips are moving up ahead of their feet and inside the arc of the turn ding 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 yeah right and you don't you don't it it's your upper body was a was a neat way to drag it there, perhaps, but it's just it's if it it doesn't have the same effect for everyone, right? You know, and then you go back to, you know, I, I was at a clinic in Kansas last week, and, and this this young guy, you know, said one of my biggest problems is my outside hand gets too high, you know, and I was like, well, okay, but let's just let's just look at this, you know, Whitney McClintock, hand over her her head, Jason McClintock, hand over his head, right, Terry Winner hand over his head. So I'm like, let's, let's not, you know, and there, there's some, there was like an eighties, uh, nineties guy too. I, I can see the picture. Maybe it was, was it maybe even cider hound anyway, aside, right. You know, that maybe is a problem, but it probably isn't the problem. Right. Like, so it's it just, um, yeah. So, so when you hear about, you know, well, counter rotation, not really a thing anymore. It's well, it's because, well, you know, now it's where, you know, have a better idea of what, what it is they slash we were truly looking for back then. So let's talk about that then. How do you, how do you get your, your hips in motion to, to, to drive the turn? Well, or is that counter? I mean, is that just counter rotating your hips instead of your upper body? Well, I I mean, I think we just, we just really kind of by, I mean, you and I had a, we, we were talking about this before we even came on and we were like, well, I don't even know where to go with this, this topic, but let's talk about yeah. it. And, and so I'm, I'm actually liking, liking, you know, the discussion that we're having and it's helping me to formulate, you know, a plan in my mind about what, what this all is. And, and ultimately that's exactly what you just summed it up pretty, pretty much nailed it, or at least it came together in my head, listening to, you know, our, our, our conversation so far in that ultimately what counter rotation is, is trying to place your hips in the right spot by, you know, and so, so let's, yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, you know, people's vision of doing something with their upper body to get that result. I don't even think that they understand what the result was. And that was the opening yeah. of the hip. 
you know, and yeah. I think that is very important because if your hip is not open, you are not going to be able to fall into your turn, meaning, you know, uh, forward and towards the boat is the into your turn. Let's say that's the simple, simple yeah. way to, to think of it, right? So if you come in, when you come into a turn with two hands, and let's just say you aren't, you're, you know, you're not going to, um, you're not going to let go of that outside hand. It becomes much more difficult to allow your, your hips to open up so that you can then at the finish of the turn fall into the turn. So that's like probably the, the 30,000 foot view of why we let go. I mean, we really let go so that we can allow the ski to go away. Yes, we can lay over more so we can, we can get more distance out away from the buoy. Well, if you're not running, if you're not running 41 off or maybe let's say 39 off, then you don't need a ton of that, that extension away from the handle. You know, it's, it's so yeah. what, why are we really doing it? And the reason why we're really doing it is that's allowing the, you know, if you're coming into buoy one, let's just say, you know, and you let go of that right hand, you're, you're allowing that the, the hips to open up towards, towards the outside, you know, to rotate yeah. out. And as they rotate out, your body can rotate up over your ski. And now your left hip is set into, I don't know, I guess it's what I would call like attack mode or efficiency mode yeah. where you can uh, use your boots slash feet to then arc your hip down and towards the boat, which is going to roll that ski and pressure the front of that ski to, to start its carved in and to have your body going into that turn, which is going to be able to stay over that part of the ski from the turn into the wake obviously just trying to add the most amount of power that we can, yeah, you know, or yeah. whatever. I mean, is that, I mean, I think that's, that's just kind of my quick take no, on it. No, it's hundred percent it. And, and yeah. And, and really that's, that's what this is. And like, you think, you know, if you can, if you can find a photo, they're not that hard to find because there's so many of them right now, but find a photo, one, one of you from the, the 2020 photo shoot stands out and it's taken from directly overhead nearing the apex. Like the buoy's probably 15 feet ahead of you. So you're probably at your apex. And because it's from straight overhead, I mean, your body, your entire body is, is, is literally ahead of your feet, ahead of your front ankle. Right. Mm. And, and it's, it's, that's your center of mass. Like the, well, you know, like this, the sort of between your, your quads and your, and your, and, and your pecs, we'll say your, you know, the center of your body where the, where the majority of your weight is being carried, it's being able to, it's being able to, to come up and arc that inside the turn, like you're you're trying to lead your feet with your mass, with your body, right? Or 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 more accurately, with your hips. Um, so so that's you know it, that's where this whole thing. So because this conversation just keeps coming up, like you know, well, counter rotation, that's not really it anymore. But it's but because it's it's so fundamental to movements, right? It, it's, it's, it's absolutely, it can't go away. Otherwise we're not going to turn or we're not going to, we're not going to be able to move our bodies. We're not going to be able to move our skis, you know, go back to like one more analogy. Think of, think of, um, so if anyone that watches basketball or has played basketball, think about what, what, a you know, what, what, what a crossover truly is, right? It's a hard plant in one direction to go the opposite direction. Right. And that's, that's kind of how you shake the defense. Cause they, they, you know, even though they should know it's coming because it's the fundamentals of movement, they get drawn into the first movement, you know, and ignore the second movement. It's the same thing as slalom, you know, it's coming slalom for you to make this left hand turn at, at one ball, you're going to come up, 
move everything to the right, meaning rotating your hips so they can fall and, and you can drive your weight to the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a so, mountain bike. So turn. if so, yes, well, I use that one all the time too. I 100%. mean, percent. Yes. You know, you, you take a beginner it's mountain everything. biker, it, you take a beginner mountain biker and they're, they're making turns by shifting their, by, by turning their handlebar, their front wheel in the direction yeah. of travel. That's, that, that is, that's beginning mountain biking, right? Then as you become more advanced, you start to learn that you're actually to make a sweeping left-hand turn, or I guess maybe it's a right-hand turn, like a buoy one turn, like that, that turn on a bike, you would actually, um, you would actually turn the wheel, you're pressuring your front wheel to go the opposite direction. And by doing that, you're allowing your hips to open up and you're allowing your hips to open in the in the direction of travel exactly like the way we are in um, in exactly. water skiing, which exactly. is exactly, exactly the same thing as how you turn a powder snowmobile. Uh, yep. Which for which for a for a hot second for me was I, I I had been a trail snowmobiler my whole life. I mean, grew up doing it for tons of hours. And then I got on this on the powder, and I'm like, wait a second, I can't turn in the snow. How are these guys doing? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, um, oh. you know, it, it came to me like, oh, no, I need to I need to do the opposite. You turn right yeah. to go left. You turn left to go right. Yes. And, and then and that then. allows my body to lead the turn, which then powers the whole thing through. And not only does the turn feel better, you're completely balanced, you know. Yes. And, okay. and so. so so now we're going to let's let's tie all of these together. Then mountain bike, um, that snowmobile analogy, skateboard um, slalom ski. Okay. So go back to the beginner, beginner on a bike versus the guy who can like rip a turn, right? So the beginner is going to have to stay right over top of his cranks, right over top of his pedals, right over top of his feet, if you will. So mm-hmm. we can like, well, so it relates to slalom skiing. Um, and he's going to have to like rotate where the, the mountain biker who's got skill, like a higher skill set can, can steer, so the opposite direction, let his whole body fall inside that turn and rip. Okay. So it's, so what allows for that is speed, right? It takes us, it takes the, the faster you're going, the more your base. So that's your wheels on a mountain bike, or that's your slalom ski in the course, the more your base is going to support those movements. Right. So that's why, that's where my approach is always about speed, 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 because if you're going slow, these movements aren't, they're not open to you. Your ski won't support it. And you're going to fall into the turn or fall hard against the rope, whichever one happens first. Ding, 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 ding. You just got a hundred on your test, bro. I mean, that's, (laughs) no, I mean, but that, but that, I mean, I was literally sitting here like, where is he going with this? Because all I wanted to talk about was speed. And then you went right to speed, which is, which is it. Like, and people, this speed is not the sensation of going too fast. I would just like to make a sidebar. Anytime you feel like you're going too fast, you're going too slow. I know that's really hard to wrap your head around, but that is the honest truth. If you're yeah, going, and what, do you, and, what, and what you mean by that, like, is that you, you are going slower, but the, what speed you do have is going in the wrong direction. You exactly. Know? Like you'll, you're going you'll down. Max speed will never feel fast. Yep. Exactly. No. The, the pass where you get finished and you say, gosh, that was so slow and easy. <laughs> That was your highest speed pass. You maintained and you you reached a higher top speed and you maintained a higher 
average speed through that course than you did on the other passes that did not feel as good. And, you know, I remember watching Andy Mapple's, you know, slalom technical video. And, you know, he just, you know, when he talked about gates, he's like, when I go, I go 100% through the gates, you know. And so people, people come to come to ski school and they'd be like, yeah, so I was watching Andy's and I just I'm pulling my my brains out through the court, through the gates, but I'm going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and, and I go, well, that just means that we didn't get our we didn't get our our angle established before we turned in. And so what, what we maximized by doing this, this uh, improper technique was tons of down course speed. What you and I, whenever we're talking about speed, uh, it, it has only to do with side to side speed. I want to limit my down course speed. I mean, obviously you can't limit your down course speed too slow because if you get tons of sideways speed, but not enough down course speed, then you will actually run out of speed before the buoy. So, I mean, yeah. you, there, there, there's a component there for sure. But anyway, speed is in, it's, it's so important. You know, if you're on a bike and you're standing right over the, and you're, you're right over the top of your bike, then yes, you're going to be rotating your handlebars to turn. And it is like, try, try turning your bike at the slowest you can possibly make a turn. It's terrifying. I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, oh, there's no oh, support. Oh, oh, I, got, I got nothing, oh, oh, oh. but you can do it. And if you use your brakes and whatever, you actually, it's a good skill to have in the book. But do we want to be basing turns off of that? No, because that's the, that's the, that's the, the line that has the minimal amount, the most minimal amount of error that you that you can have. Like you, you have to run a perfect line if you're going to run that narrow straight line. You know, if you add speed into it, you can add these movements that you were that we were talking about, and you can lead with your body, and you can, you know, get your body to the inside of the arc, and and then all of a sudden, things get a whole lot more fun. There's a whole lot less uh, slamming on the body and things like that. So, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of rambling, but I mean, it, it, I just no. think it's really, I think it's really important to understand that, you know, we need speed to support us. And I think most water skiers that aren't listening to this podcast, you know, or whatever, but, but I'd say a majority <laughs> of people in the past have been trying to get rid of speed. Like, AKA, look at Moomba, look at Gates. You know, you've got a couple of people out there where you're like, what are you doing? I mean, you're out there gliding through Gates for for seven miles. A little too fast. I'm going to go easier on this one. And and like, you know, and it's, and again, it, when it was like, really the problem was a a lack of angle and direction, you know, and then a subsequent loss of speed. So like more progressive, more progressive, more progressive. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, and, and it's that thing, like it's, 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 you want to start establishing these movements while you still have enough speed to support them. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, like you need to start coming, you know, you need to start rotating out and, 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 and advancing your hips into the turn while you're still on your upward swing, because then, then it's going to support you. If you've waited till you've slowed down to your slowest part of your turn and try and do it, <clears throat> that's when you're going to fall in on that hard turn, either literally fall into the water or fall until the boat gets far enough ahead of you to pick you up and load. And then you have excessive load without ever having established that angle. Um, do you, so, do yeah. you think I mean, about your hips? Do you think about a hip movement at apex? I, I do on my offside turn um, as I'm ex- yeah, at the apex of my offside turn. I do 
not so much to advance it because it's it's already obviously it's already happened at that point. Like it, it, as long as okay. So how I advance my hips is on that on that upward swing. Like after you know as I come through the second whitewash, as long as I keep the load because they're so low at that point. As long as I keep the load channeled low through my inside hip or or not let the handle come away. Same thing. As long as I keep the the load on that hip. As I stand up, the boat is actually going to advance it for me, mm-hmm. right? So then the only the only time I think about actual hip is is at the apex as my ski starts mm-hmm. to come through on my offside turn. So a lefty, that's two ball. I make what, sure that what I are don't you let doing? That right yeah. hip fall back. Yeah, I don't let that hip that right hip fall. Okay, back well, because so I, you're focusing on don't like do something, right? Yes, don't right. rotate, don't rotate, don't rotate. You know, so for me, I I just have a word like freeze, like I. I you know, I mean, I don't, I'm going to freeze my hips because I don't want them to rotate faster than my skis coming across course. So, and then again, what's that does, you know, the effect it's having is it's leaving, it's leaving my hips counter rotated or, or leaving my mass leading my, you know, or, or allows my mass to lead my feet through the entirety of the turn. Mm-hmm. If I rotate them into the turn, like as if I was going slow on a bicycle, rotating the handlebars, my weight's just going to go back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for me. Do you for have me, any I, thoughts in in terms of the uh, yeah, like that? I do approach? not. Yep, I do not think about hips at all. Um, but the hips are a byproduct of what I do. I think. I mean, in my opinion, like yeah. as I'm as I'm coming in, I mean, onside turn. It's pretty. I mean, your stance is already setting you up to be open and be. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's a more countered natural stance that is why it's called your on side it is you're on more than you're off you know what i mean like like you you can blow it yeah, exactly. and it's still fundamentally pretty good unless your name's chris rossi and then you for some reason have the biggest blank in your head ever <laughs> at two four but i can tell you why i already know the answer to that but but um but getting back to it offside turn so both turns really what I'm thinking about, yeah. what I'm thinking about doing is, like you said, I'm, I, I, in theory, I want to, I want to, um, I want to feel, I want to be a weight at the end of the rope, from the center line to the buoy line, and if if I'm skiing well, I can hold on to my two hands all the way out to the theoretical buoy line. That's how long I want to be connected with two hands. Then when I let go of that, and I'm starting to extend my ski away from the handle. And, they, and really let the, the ski go away and I'm going away, I'm really focusing on standing tall, extending or driving that ski away from me and standing tall. And that tall really sets me up. And then at apex of my offside turn, which for me is one, three, five, right at apex, I always think step into my turn. I make a step forward. Yes. hundred percent step forward. Yep. Yep. You know, it's not, it's not fall back and rotate my shoulder. It's if anything, you know, we talk about it. I talk about it a lot. I mean, this, this podcast is great because it, it really gets me to think about some concepts that I haven't thought about in a while. But yeah. for me, yeah, that's my, too. that's my pole plant. Like for snow skiing right there at apex, yeah. I'm planting my pole. I want to plant the handle right where it is. And that handle needs to stay there. It doesn't come to me. It doesn't, you know, I don't like that handle stays exactly where it is. And I step through that handle. You know, I step forward onto my front foot uh, uh, coming off of apex of one. I step forward onto my front foot. My right hip uh, stays with my outside hand. And all of those curve and stay together until they eventually meet at that planted handle. 
And, and that is, yep. you know, stepping into it. And the, uh, the, for me, the onside turn is a little more difficult for me to step into. And I think this is why I love the offside turn because offside turn, I just step on, I step forward onto that front foot. It's my, you know, it's my outside foot for, for my dominant foot for making a turn that way. Everything feels balanced. Everything feels nice. That, that side's easy. When I get out to my onside, I tend to overfight my edge change going into that side, um, which then takes me on a straighter path than I want to go into, into buoy two. Mm-hmm. And so my struggle there is when I get to that open apex position, my struggle there is to make sure that I stay moving my body forward and not take that uh, right shoulder that has the handle and pull it back and rotate the outside <laughs> in, you know, yep. which is, yep. which is probably most people's normal move for the offside. Yeah. But, yep. but anyway, you're, you gotta be falling into your turn. You fall towards the boat, fall towards the pylon. You know, that's why those guys that have uh, Terry Winter, Whitney McClintock, Jason McClintock, those guys have money turns. Uh, I'm not saying that I am a big proponent of having a high hand, but I think that high hand up there means that the handle is low into the inside. And I think ultimately the benefit of that is that they are having to go forward to get to the handle. Yep. 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 And and they just, I mean, they just, I mean, they're offsetting their hip a little bit more. It's, it's actually just a counterbalance move, you know? Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like it's, you know, you know, when, and when this conversation keeps coming up, it's just because, you know, things are being, it's not, it's not like, counter rotation as it really exists. I mean, obviously that never went away because that is the fundamental principles of movement. It's just, how are we achieving it? And we're achieving it, you know, with, with more paying better attention to, you know, you know, what it is we're actually trying to achieve. And that's, that's just, that's getting your mass leading your feet. And, and, and if that, you know, the best way for you to to do that is to, by taking your outside hand back and, and, and drawing that, that inside hip forward at the same time, that's fine. That's fine. Also, but just be open to exploring, you know, you know, more, uh, the most efficient means of doing it. You know, anytime you can strip away an extraneous movement, strip it away, you know, mm-hmm. play with it. See, see if you, uh, just by moving your lower body a little bit more and, 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 you know, and then again, my suggestion for that is just start it early, start it while you're on your upward swing, while your ski is going to support more of that movement. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I, keep I mean- counter rotating. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that we work through it, I understand what we're doing. Now, now, now I can say counter rotation is not dead. It's just evolved. Um, you know, my, my, my take on it is just remember that you, when you put that outside arm in motion, the rate at which you put mm-hmm. that in motion, it's going to want to come back at that same rate. So if you throw your arm, it's going to want to throw back to the handle. So you're going to have very erratic body motions. I think what you and I have summed up in this is that counter rotation should only be looked at from the lower below your belly button down if you look at that we do want to see counter rotation we just don't want to get that counter rotation by doing uh you know erratic motions with the upper body to cause that and i think that's why why when asked you and i kind of go uh i don't know about this uh counter i guess i haven't thought about it in a while and this and that so yes ultimately we got to get our body moving in the right direction and we want to be able to do it in a reproducible manner that 
also leaves our ski in the most comfortable and connected place. And by moving your body crazy erratic, your ski is also going to be crazy erratic in the water. All of those things are taken away from your balance, which is going to make you want to stand more upright, which is going to make you go back more to that beginner bicycle turn versus this turn. So, you know, focus on your gates, focus on your gates. Oh, wait, did I say that again? Darn it. This is not the episode. Oh, wait, there's not a set. We don't focus on gates, people, because we need to enter the the course with, yeah, we always need to enter with speed. And then, like Trent said, you know, as you raise up into the turn, feel your body coming up, feel your body being pulled over the top of your ski. When you extend, you know, make sure that you're extending tall. If you're squatting on your ski, you're never going to be able to move forward in the turn. You know, so extend and make sure you're really yep. tall. By apex, I'm I'm six foot one and three quarters tall. You know, like I'm as tall as I can <laughs> be. That's it, man. That's that's as far as I can be. And then from there, <laughs> I'm gonna step into that turn. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back away from that turn. I'm gonna step into it. You can say like if you have the speed, you can fall into it. However, that is that's the that's the motion that we're looking for. Uh, I don't think it's so important on what you do with your outside hand other than knowing that the goal is the lower body. Yep. So 100% like whatever, wherever, let your upper body just be a, a, a product of, of, of counterbalance, if you will, you know, that outer, that outer hand just needs to be counterbalanced. So, you know, the more inside you are, the more that hand's probably going to be to the outside, but I mean, it's, yeah, let it be where it's going to be. Keep moving forward, 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 forward. That's why I wanted to strip out any, anything that, that, that gave any bit of my mass, you know, allowable backwards movement, right? Move forward, mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm.